forever. Dog. Gather round and get cozy. Listen to sketch comedy. Funny setups and situations to spark your imagination. Hi, I'm John Milheiser. And I'm Zed Cutsinger. And welcome to Radio Shorts. Hey, John, if you don't mind, I thought I could kind of seize this moment. And I wanted to share something with you that I've never told anybody. And Oh, I've... yeah, totally. I'm here for you. Okay, well, ever since I can remember, I've always... Wait, we don't do banter. Ugh, Zed. Okay, sorry, folks. On with the show! She rises way, hey, and up she rises way, hey, and up she rises, Merlion in the morning. What do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do with a drunken sailor? Early in the morning. Shave his belly with a rusty razor. Shave his belly with a rusty razor. Shave his belly with a rusty razor. Early in the morning. Put him in the scrubbers with a hose pipe on him. Put him in the scrubbers with a hose pipe on him. Put him in the scrubbers with a hose pipe on him. Early in the morning. Tuck him into bed with a bottled water. Tuck him into bed with a bottled water. What? No, no, come on. Hey, no. What? Well, what, 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 right. what? Tuck him into bed with bottled water? Hey, you can't say that. But but that's what I would do with a drunken sailor. The shanty is about pranks and messing with people. Oh, but you're my best friends. If one of you drank too much, I'd sure take care of you. Okay, it's just his song. Can't you say something a tad mean for the song? Um, okay, I guess I can. For the song. Hey! For the song. For the song. All right. One, two, three, four. What do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do with a drunken sailor? Early in the morning. Tuck him into bed without the water. Tuck him into bed without oh, that water. What? What? Let's what? try harder than that. What is the problem now? You said the same damn thing. Uh, no, it's without the water now. He's going to wake up in the middle of the night with terrible cotton mouth, and it's going to be really annoying. Listen, uh, Ferlin. Yes, Ferlin is my name. Ferlin, if you're going to sail with us, you're going to have to grow some thicker skin. How about you just use this line? Lock him in the guardroom till he's sober. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll just put my Ferlin twist on it. Make it more me. Put him on his side so he doesn't choke. No, nope, that's not nope. anything like what I said. I'm sorry. I just have trouble being mean to my friends. Uh... Give to the Red Cross in his name. No! Nope, no, that's not good. Go to the park and pick up litter. Okay, Go that, to the that's par- an even involved sailor. Look, Ferlin. Yes, I am Ferlin. Just say a fully mean thing. Okay, okay. Uh, give me a one-verse lead-in, and I'll figure something out. Great, okay. One, two, three, four. What do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do with a drunken sailor? What do we do with a drunken sailor? Early in the morning. 
Put him in the bed with a captain's daughter. Oh, put, put him, him in, in the, the bed, bed with a captain's daughter. daughter. Put him in the bed with a captain's daughter early in the morning. Light him on fire and while he's burning, take a picture of his dead bird body. Send it to his children with a handwritten note saying you are next. What? Oh, okay. that's too far, man. You are right. This is fun. Get a few bodies, have a bloody orgy. What? Get Stop a few it. bodies, You're have a bloody. What? 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 You said say something mean. Yeah, but you went to like 11. Man. Okay. You, to be completely honest, I don't think I understand the premise of the song. It's just a sea shanty. How are you a sailor and you never heard this song? Oh, I'm not a sailor. No. no. You're not? Of course not. Not? I just swam out to this boat because it looked like fun. And where'd you get the outfit? Off a drunken sailor. Then I lit him on fire and took his fingers. Way hey and up she rises. Way hey and up she rises. Way hey and up she rises. Early in the morning. All right, Henry, you're meeting the boss. Now I vouch for you. If you're trying to make partner, you better bring it. Ah, can do. Oh, and just a little warning. We do things differently up here on the 30th floor. It's a bit of a boys club, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think I can handle a little locker room talk. Hello, Mr. Waters. This is that up-and-coming copywriter I was telling you about, Henry Webb. Hi, Henry. I've heard a lot about you. Henry has been killing it with that perfume campaign. Oh, that perfume campaign, huh? Isn't that the one with the tall brunette? She's a little piece, huh? Um, yeah. yeah, she's got a killer pair of legs. They drive me wild. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. They make my little worms squiggle with excitement. Ooh, oh? Yeah, you know, she's a hot babe, so my little worm is all hot and wiggly. Oh boy, I can barely contain it, am I right, fellas? <laughs> Did you just uh, say your little worm? Are you, are you talking about your penis? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm talking about my little worm. Hey, Dean, I thought you said this guy was a top dog. He is, sir. J- just a minute. Hey, hey, Henry over here. What's up, man? You're in the big leagues now. I thought you could handle some boy talk. Yeah, I'm I'm okay objectifying women. I mean, it's the 1950s after all. My issues with the worm stuff? Henry, we're just boys being boys. Keep up. (sighs) All right, yeah. Um, So, Mr. Waters, I was uh, just telling Dean about this new typist I just hired. She's, uh... Really good with her hands, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. I bet her hands would keep my little worm safe and warm. You mean she probably knows how to p- polish off a guy, right? Hey, right? <laughs> hey, yeah, man. When my little worm gets washed up from the soil after a rainy day, her hands can protect it from the sun from drying up. <laughs> okay, no, that's that's not the same thing. Are we still talking about women? Henry, get over here. I thought you wanted this partnership. You're blowing it. I'm fine being raunchy. He's talking about 
worm facts now, like what worms do and stuff. What are you two doing over there? Are you two touching worms? No, sir. We're just talking about our hot dates this weekend, aren't we? Oh, I love hot women. <laughs> they remind me that my little worm has both male and female sex organs. Its mouth can also act as an anus, and it's also blind. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> Amen, brother. Why are you agreeing with that? He's getting raw and nasty. Lighten up, Henry. Are you even hearing yourself? There's nothing remotely sexual about what you're saying. You're just talking about a worm. It's the lamest phallic object you can compare yourself to. At this point, you're just listing off worm facts. Oh, you're saying I can't be raunchy, huh? I can get raunchy. Okay, let's hear it. Well, my little worm gets wild all the time. He goes on little adventures every day. Okay, you mean like sex adventures? Oh, or? yeah, they're so sexy. My little worm will wake up early so he can dress in his fanciest clothes in time for the tea party. So is that like an orgy thing? It's like a tea party. A party where all of my little worm's friends get together, wear silly hats, and drink tea. Everyone is there. Mr. Mole, Mrs. Beetle, and even Lily the Ladybug. And afterwards, they'll all fly away in my little worm's apple copter so they can look at the busy town from the sky. Am I right, fellas? Yeah. All right, Mr. Waters, I'm a straight shooter, and I'm going to give it to you straight. Okay. This is why I've made it this far. And I'm telling you that calling your penis a little worm... It's weird. And that's the kind of honesty you can expect from me if you give me this promotion. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're fired. Get your things and get out of my little worm's face. Thank you for this opportunity. Radio Shores. And now, Bernadette Peters runs errands. Thank you. Have a good day. Next. I'm here to cash this check. Oh, my God. Are you Bernadette Peters? <laughs> yes. I'm Bernadette Peters, Broadway legend. Here's my autograph, but I'm in a huge rush. Oh, well, okay. Um, We'll get you in and out. I've waited so long to cash this check. Today, someday, this year, next year, autumn, winter. I just need your debit card. Every time I come to this bank, it takes so long, and I have no idea why. Well, you're singing this a lot. This lady's gonna help me out, gonna help me uh, with all of this. The check, miss? Yes, here's the check. But next time I come in, I hope you work a bit faster. Okay, thank you. And uh, here's your cash back. Well, goodbye. Bernadette Peters left the bank. She had lots of errands to run that summer day, but three things were to be collected before the sun set. Next, she headed to the farmer's market. Can I help you? Yes, I'm Bernadette Peters, Broadway legend. Here's my autograph, but I'm in a huge rush. Okay. 
artichokes, artichokes, put them in the bag. Did you bring your own bag, or would you like to buy one for 10 cents? I'm Bernadette Peters. I can't carry my own bags. What if I need to be on stage? Fine. I'll take a bag, but be quick about it. What would you like? Elephant kale. Dinosaur kale. Latinato scotch green, red Russian kale. Zucchini squash and cantaloupe calling on my name. Basil time and watermelon. I need them just the same. Quick, put them in the bag. Oh, quick. I'm in a hurry, please. Oh, I'm in too big of a rush. Just give me all the veggies you have. Oh, you're all set. Just take them. And next time I'm here, I hope you work a bit faster. Bernadette left that farmer's market with too many veggies. You see, she did not understand that it was her own self that was slowing her down. Look, a homeless man. Oh, I'm not homeless. I was homeless once. Just a kid in New York City. The only thing in my pockets were two cents of jelly bean and the need to perform. I was sleeping backstage at the Bell House Theater. I'm not homeless. I'm waiting for my ballet. I don't have time to hear your sob story. I'm in a... Oh, just take my veggies. Oh. I don't want these dirty vegetables. Bernadette had one last task to complete, and then the curse, the curse of being a famous person who has to run their own errands, would be lifted. There it is. Sunny day dry cleaners. I'm in a huge rush to pick up my black evening gowns. Oh, you're just in time. We're closing in just a few moments. Oh, that's fine. I'm in a big hurry. Where are you going? To the top of the stairs, so I can make another entrance. Where are the gowns? Send in the gowns. We're closing soon. We better hurry then, boys. I always carry chorus, boys. Isn't it rich? Are we a pair? Me here at last on the ground. You need it. Seriously, we have to close at five. Where are the gowns? Send in the gowns. I'm Bernadette Peters, Broadway legend. Here's my autograph, but I'm in a huge rush. We're closed. No one is there, but where are the gowns? There ought to be gowns. Well, maybe next year. Uh, just put the deadbolt on. I gotta go. Tony Ward winning, bitch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, flowers that I'm throwing at myself. <laughs> The end. Radio shorts. So I was like, put your shirt on, Bradley Whitford. We're at Arby's. And then my alarm went off. <laughs> Fun. You're bad. Oh, that reminds me. I had the hottest sex dream last night. Spill! Okay, so I was lying in this meadow, right? The sun was setting, the moon was rising, and this cowboy wearing nothing but a hat and assless chaps rides up on a horse. Yeah? He gets down off the horse, takes off his hat, and I realize it's Brian. And he leans Wait, Brian as in my husband, Brian? Yeah. So Brian grabs me by the... I'm sorry, Sarah. Why are you telling me about a sex dream you had with my husband? Because I'm dishing? You had your Whitford thing, now it's my turn. Yeah, Amy, it's not a big deal. Okay, okay, then what? So Brian kisses my neck and whispers in my ear, 
I've been dreaming about this moment ever since I met you at Amy's 30th birthday party. What? Sarah? God, are you really going to get mad about what Dream Brian said to Dream Sarah? Thank you, Jackie. So, then Brian rips off my dress and starts doing that thing with his tongue that he always does. What do you mean? You know how he curls his tongue when he's nervous? Oh, you mean like this? Yes, but he does it in my asshole. Mm. I can't. Okay, but then, out of nowhere, I'm transported under the sea and I'm having wild sex with this hot, mysterious scuba diver. Okay, finally a different guy. And he takes off his scuba mask and it's Brian. Oh, come on. So I'm like, Brian, don't take off your mask, you'll drown. And he says, I'd rather drown inside you than inside my loveless marriage. Really? And then suddenly, we're in this strange bedroom. We're on an ugly paisley duvet, and there's like a tacky framed Audrey Hepburn poster above the bed. That's my bedroom. You're describing my bedroom. Well, I can't control my dreamscape. Yeah, it's her dreamscape, Amy. God! But then, my lover transforms into this tall, handsome black man. Uh Uh-oh, Jackie, that sounds like your husband. Get ready to feel how I feel. And I look at his face, and it's Black Brian. What? And man, Black Brian is just as hot as regular Brian, only black. Once you go Black Brian, you never go back. Except I did go back. I was back in the meadow. And then, standing above me, is none other than Chris Hemsworth. Finally, I can work with a Hemsworth. And he's just watching me and Brian go at it, giving us a thumbs up. Cool. So we sing into the grass. Our bodies become one. Chris Hemsworth still thumbs upping in approval. But I tell Brian to stop. This is wrong. We're not using protection. And Brian says, Sarah, I need you to have my baby since Amy is infertile. Okay, fuck this. I'm out of here. Enjoy storytelling hour. Ugh. Sometimes she is just too sensitive to deal with, you know? Totally. Oh, I had this steamy threesome dream with your parents last night. Oh, dang. Spill. (laughs) Radio Show. All right, welcome to What Are You Gonna Do? The most authentic New York morning talk show. The ratings suck, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I'm Gordon. This, of course, is Wanda. I'm Wanda. I got it. Don't steamroll me. Or do. I don't care. It's 8 a.m. Who cares about anything? Uh, So we're gonna start the show with some advice. We have a guest caller who's in a tough spot, and we're gonna help him out. All right, Jeff. Caller, what's on your mind? Well, um, my wife has been staying late at the office practically okay. every night now. I can tell why listening to you on the phone. Uh, um, she, she says that she's she swamped at work, but she doesn't act like that. We've been growing apart lately, and I, I can't help but think that she's sleeping with someone at work. Oh, you should. Definitely. Uh, oh, I can't ask her about it directly. If I'm, if I'm wrong, the question itself could destroy what's left of our marriage. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Jeff. Uh, marital trouble is never simple, so I say to you... What are you going to do? What are you Mar- going to do? Yeah, marriage is tough. People got to work. People got to flirt. Not much you can do. All right, let's move on to the next segment. Wait, that's it? You got your advice. What are you going to do? Ask about another bad marriage? One per guest. Shoo. 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 Elizabeth Shoo. All right, anyway, this index card says it's time for a celebrity cooking week or something, so let's bring out a celebrity chef, Rachel Ray. Oh, <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm going to show you two how to make fresh and healthy guacamole. Mm. She's loud. Oh, she's loud. What, are you selling another book? Are you going to join me? Christ. What? What What do we need, six hands to mash some avocados? Yeah, I think you got this covered. Too many cooks. Do your thing. We can hear you just fine, loudmouth. This isn't preschool. Well, um, first we choose our avocados. But isn't that the problem? It's so difficult to tell if an avocado is right. Well, here's my secret. Boring. You're boring, Rachel. That's true, but it is a problem. 
Yeah, you definitely hit a wall. I mean, uh, we're not going to do this. What are you going to clean a blender at 8 a.m.? Nobody wants to do that. This blender is actually very easy to clean. No blender is easy to clean. Come on, give it up. You tried, you failed. What are you going to do? Now get out of here. Yeah, Jimmy, chew away. Chew, yeah. chew. Chew, fly. Chew. Don't bother me. All right, I tell you what we are going to do. We're going to move on to our next segment. It's time for Wanda's favorite part of the show, giving someone a complete makeover. Oh! Boom, boom, I'm boom. So, woo! I'm so excited. I mean, this is... This is as good as it gets for me. You know, this is going to be the highlight of my day. All right, let's bring out Carl. Hi. Ooh, yeesh. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> that is ugly. <laughs> Nobody needs that many pockets. No, this ain't ground zero. We're not going to rebuild you. Yeah, what are we going to start from scratch? I don't think so. All right, that ends that segment. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up for us. Thanks for tuning in. Wasn't that a great show? So good. I mean, we still got 56 minutes left. We did everything. Yeah, we said what we had to say. It's 8 a.m. Who wants to listen to this forever? You know what? If you're listening, get out of your car, go to work. Yeah, stop sitting in the parking lot. You look weird. You look creepy. Yeah, stop listening to this. All right, I'm going to go back to bed. Don Pierre gripped her slender frame as it quaked in orgasmic ecstasy. Oh, Consuela, I love you, Don Pierre moaned. And with that, Consuela finally had her answer. Hmm. Oh my God, Rachel, that was so good. Thanks, Brian. I, I had a lot of fun writing it. <laughs> Guys, this erotic writing group was such a great idea. I'm loving this. Totally. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> Well, Tim, it looks like you're up. Oh, uh, actually, you know what, you guys? You can skip me. I think I did the assignment wrong, so... Uh, uh, no, Tim, there's no right or wrong here. So please, go ahead. Uh, all right, let me just get my notebook here. Right. Uh, it was Tim's fourth date with Martha, and he figured it was time to do the deed. First person. <laughs> he liked her, and more importantly, she did not seem turned off by Tim. Oh, I see. Are you Tim? Is the story about you? I mean, uh, you know what, guys? Like, you can just skip me because I can go next week once I, you know. No, Tim. Yeah. Come on. You're an artist. You are an artist. Don't you forget that. We want to hear it. You really think so, Rachel? (laughs) I do. Uh, Come on. All right. So Tim lit a bunch of candles in his apartment and cooked some cheese and spinach mini quiches for them to eat. Ding dong went the doorbell. Tim was nervous. He had not had sex in over a year. Or, I mean, he hadn't. It had been a bit. And it was a year. We cut to 10 p.m. The quiche had been a success and the wine was working. Tim and Martha were sitting on the couch, French kissing. <laughs> it had been his grandmother's couch and Tim felt awkward getting busy on it, but he was not about to tell Martha this. He already had her hands rummaging around inside his jeans. Oh. Ah, rummaging, okay. I hope you know what you're doing down there, Tim joked, but it sounded more scared than funny. <clears throat> Cut to the bedroom, where Martha had just removed her blouse to reveal a black, lacy bra. God, Tim wished Martha would take her bra off herself so he wouldn't have to tangle with it. I broke all my fingers, he lied. Can't you take your own bra off just this one night? Martha obliged, begrudgingly. Uh. The next part is kind of a blur because Tim had his eyes closed and was thinking about work stuff to cool his jets so he wouldn't ejaculate prematurely. Jesus. That's been a problem in the past. But when he opened them, holy shit, Martha was naked and on top of him. I'm not kidding, Brian. Oh my God, Tim thought. This feels amazing. And it was, you guys. It was amazing. Keep it, keep staying it. Tim thought he should probably be doing something with his hands right about now, so he reached up towards Martha's tummy and... 
gave it an affectionate squeeze. Martha did not enjoy that one bit. She smacked away his hands and glared at him with a look so ferocious that he shriveled up and slipped right out of her. My penis, I mean. I got that. Martha stormed out, leaving a naked Tim to ponder what could have been had he not fucked it up like he always does. Martha was gone. The night was over. So Tim picked up his notebook from the side table and he wrote the whole thing down. Because it was the assignment for his very first Thursday Sex Story Club. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, I messed the assignment up, you guys. We, we know. know. I thought we were supposed to write about the last time we had sex, and then there would be, like, encouragement and some pointers. Mm-mm. So, like, what would pointers, if you had pointers? Uh, uh, join another club, perhaps. And yeah, get some maybe. Friends. Sure. Okay, I'll join it. I'll just join get another outdoors. club. I'll just get kicked out by your club and join another club. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Kelly, Thank you for listening to another episode of Radio Shorts. Drunken Sailor was written by Arie Cohen and performed by Mark Schroeder, Avery Monson, and John Milheiser. My Little Worm was written by the sketch team Boat, performed by Mike Lane, Amos Vernon, and Nunzio Randazzo. Bernadette Peters Running Errands was written by Jessica Seaclatt and performed by Kat Pilardi, Mark Schroeder, Carl Tart, Deanna Reasonover, and John Milheiser. Sex Dream was written by Melissa Hunter, performed by Melissa Hunter, Holly Prazoff, and Jocelyn DeBoyer. What's She Gonna Do was written by Arie Cohen and performed by Kat Pilardi, John Milheiser, Mark Schroeder, and Holly Prazoff. Erotic Fiction was written by Caroline Hobold, performed by George Caraman, John Milheiser, and Kat Pilardi. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review Radio Shorts on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. And hey, tell a friend about Radio Shorts, too. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Shorts Pod for behind-the-scenes photos and videos. Do all the things. Thank you. Thank you. See you next Friday for a new episode of Radio Radio Shorts. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.